Hello, you're listening to the Insights for Entrepreneurs podcast series with KPMG Private Enterprise. I'm Ian Kyo, and in this episode, I'm talking to the Chief Executive Officer of the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland, the SCBI, Nick Ashmore. Nick, you're very welcome. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Now, Nick, we're going to talk in some detail about working capital loan schemes that your bank is offering for companies that are suffering as a result of COVID-19. Obviously, working capital and cash are massive issues at the moment. But before we do that, we might just talk about the SCBI itself, because most people understand the high street banks. They see Bank of Ireland or AIB. You don't have that sort of high street presence, but you are a very active lender within the SME scene. Yes, we are. We're, um, we've been around for five years now. Um, the SBCI, the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland, which is a bit of a mouthful, but um, we, 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 we still have to thank Mr. Minister Noonan for that name. Um, the operation is a wholesale operation, so you're right, we don't have a high street presence, we don't lend directly to businesses, but we operate in the background providing wholesale uh, finance support, really state-backed finance support for credit for SMEs, and we do that by either providing liquidity or, or bulk financing to what tend to be non-bank lenders to SMEs, um, and we have um, four of those at the moment. We have Finance Ireland, Fexco, uh, Bibby Financial Services, uh, and Capital Flow. And they lend on in either as a form of invoice discounting or asset-based financing, like higher purchase, contract hire, that kind of thing. Um, we also then tend to share risk with banks on larger-scale loan schemes, um, and we've done three, three of those to date. And we also deliver the government's credit guarantee scheme. We, we manage and administer that, that on behalf of the Minister for Business. So the three loan schemes we've done to date on the risk-sharing side were the original Agri cash flow loan scheme back in 2017, which is a very popular $150 million scheme. We then ran the Brexit loan scheme, um, which has been running for the last two years. It's a $300 million scheme designed to support businesses that expect to be impacted by Brexit. Um, again, it's a working capital-type loan facility of about three years. And then more recently, we, we launched and, and delivered the Future Growth Loan Scheme, which is another 300 million scheme, but focused on loans of kind of eight to 10 years. Um, that's been very popular over the last six to seven months and was almost pretty much fully accounted for around about January this year. Um, that was available. So you are, see, you are, you are seeing a, a big pickup in terms of people going for the future loan, the Brexit loan scheme, and even the SME credit. The Brexit loan scheme was moderate demand. We, we only used about 50 out of the 300 million for that because I think hey, it was a working capital scheme and people were still, still thinking longer term about Brexit. And Brexit also was the ultimate movable feast. It never really kind of coalesced into a concrete set of changes. So um, that obviously is something we'll have to, to come back to in time. But for the time being, the, 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 the present situation and the present crisis is really front of mind. Well, well absolutely. And let's, let's move on to that because it's, it's changed everything. It's changed how businesses are operating. Some of them simply can't operate. But the one thing that has been abundantly clear is that there is an awful lot of really good businesses who have simply ran out of working capital and ran out of cash because their revenues have been decimated overnight. And I suppose that's where your bank, the SEBI, is, is hoping to come in and help some of those companies. Absolutely. And, um, and we're very aware of the, the, the fact that this is not just a, an, a run-of-the-mill um, liquidity crunch or banking crisis. This is fundamentally different. And it's, it's also important to remember this is not the same as what happened in, in the financial crisis 10 years ago. It's not a, a source, you know, crisis coming out of a banking situation. It's a crisis coming completely um, out of the blue and then impacting on everything. So it's, it's 
first and foremost a business crisis and then will translate into an impact on the banking system rather than the other way around. So um, it's very much felt right at the front end at retail, hospitality businesses, um, tourism businesses at most of all. I mean, they're looking into a, a major period of, um, of hiatus, not just in terms of the resumption of the domestic economy, but also the resumption of international travel. But all businesses have been affected. A lot of them are trying to run with their employees um, operating from home, which we are, um, and that's spread across the system, many government departments as well. So um, it's a dramatic change, and, of course, that, that immediately has an impact on businesses as they either scale back, change the pace of operation, or shut down completely. Um, and the question is, how do they shut down completely but re retain the ability to reopen again as quickly and as smoothly as possible? They retain relationships with their suppliers and their customers, that they don't end up leaving bills, too many bills unpaid, um, and that they don't ultimately run out of cash themselves. And the government's been, been working on a number of different responses to this, and probably the most significant and major one was the, the support for employment um, and the ability of businesses to reclaim some of their wage costs uh, from the state in order to be able to retain employees on their books. Um, but beyond that, we've been working to bring the, the COVID-19 working capital scheme to market, um, and that's a $200 million scheme based off the, the Brexit loan scheme, but in itself is, is geared towards criteria that are related to, to the COVID-19 crisis. So if businesses have been impacted at up to 15% or more than 15% of their turnover or expected to be impacted, or 15% of their profitability, then they're eligible for the scheme. Um, the scheme is focused on businesses adapting in the face of the crisis, and, and the degree of change is expected across every business. So while there are some innovation criteria in this scheme, because it's something that we, we designed for a previous situation originally and have adapted, those criteria should not be a major barrier to anybody um, applying for loans because we're all facing a massive degree of change and we're all going to have to adapt our businesses and uh, our operations to reflect that, and, and that will involve innovation. So it's not a question of, of thinking, okay, just because I have a retail outfit and I'm just closing down, um, we have no, no question that that business will have to adapt and change when it reopens and therefore um, does qualify for the scheme. We, we, the way businesses access the scheme is they come to our website and they get an eligibility form. They complete that. Um, they confirm the details of the business. Um, so, so I'm just going to cut, cut across it there briefly. So they go to your website. It's not a case of going to one of the four alternative lenders that you mentioned before, the banks. In the first instance, they come, they come to you. No, this is for the banks. So... They come to us in the first instance, they get an eligibility form, they submit that. Uh, we have a helpline available for anyone who's, who's struggling with that. Um, and there are a number of innovation criteria to select. We think the first one is broadly applicable to almost every business. Um, and then once that's up, submitted, we process that form, we process the eligibility, and we issue a code back to the business. They then take that along with their bank application to their bank, and they apply for a loan in the normal way. Now, the banks are responding very quickly. They're ready to take applications right now. Um, and so we're working our way through a, a really large volume of those initial eligibility applications, and we're issuing codes on a day-by-day -day basis, and we're already seeing businesses go into banks and apply for those loans. So we are seeing a high degree of demand, and we, it reflects the, the widespread nature of the, the crisis and the challenge that businesses are facing. Well, it's great to hear that businesses are using it, and I, it's... In terms of the, the amount of, of working capital that's available, and we'll come to you know people who are eligible and what it's not eligible for in a moment, but in, in terms of the specifics, it's anything between 25,000 up to 1.5 million. That's correct. And, and in terms of applying for the loan, 
any loan up to half a million is completely unsecured, so there's no personal guarantees, there's no security on assets, there's no floating charge. Loans above that, the banks may look for security, but it won't be as significant as they normally might, so they're not looking for hard assets. They may be looking for fixed and floating charges in that case. Um, but it's a lot easier to get those loans than it would normally be. And we're talking one to three years and a max interest rate of 4%. That's correct. So it, it, it's, much, it's much better than what you know, a traditional business going through a traditional bank will be getting in terms of working capital on the coupon. Look, I mean, I think every business is probably looking in to see what they can get by way of overdraft at the moment, and that's absolutely the right thing to do because it's a flexible resource. Um, this is either a complement or an alternative to that in that it gives a, a working capital facility. There's, we, don't, we don't ask any details about what the money's used for. There's no, it doesn't have to be used for investment. It can be used for general day-to-day purposes. Um, and it's an alternative to... Um, overdrafts, which can be a bit more expensive. Okay, and in terms, it's there, as you said, it's there for funding working capital requirements. It's not there to refinance debts. It's not there to refinance existing borrowings. No, but it is um, it is for working capital, so for its general cash flow purposes. Uh, and that's, obviously, you have to be quite clear about that. This isn't a case of just saying, God, I owe one bank one thing, I'll go in here, get a cheaper rate. No, definitely not. And move on. That's, that's, that's not what it's there for. So in terms of what companies do you think should be looking at it right now? Um, obviously, your parameters are SMEs, but SMEs are, and, and, and is, a, is a broad church. Very broad church. And, and we, we, we are one of the constant challenges we find with supporting the SME market is just how varied and unvaried it is and wide-ranging. Um, very few kind of large clusters of homogenous businesses that look similar. There's lots and lots and lots of different types of businesses with different shapes, sizes, age profiles, ownership profiles, they're all, all different. But this support is available for everyone. Um, I think the only exclusions we have around it are things that are ethical, like um, human cloning and weapons production, which is not, they're certainly not major businesses in the Irish market. Um, well, certainly not at an SME level, I wouldn't have thought. No. And the other thing is it is available for small mid-caps, which we define as businesses with up to 500 employees. So a typical SME definition is up to 250 employees. This is available for the for the other kind of two to 300 businesses that fit into that gap between 250 and 500 employees. So it can be it can be anything from manufacturing to a shop to retail. And I think you made the point there. You know, if it comes to other 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 schemes that you operate, there's a big heavy emphasis on innovation and uh, adapting to a new world order. I mean, this is a particularly unique set of circumstances that we haven't seen in a century. Yeah. And look, I mean, I think the, the, the scale of the crisis, the nature of the crisis calls for measures that are as simple as possible to use and as simple and as fast as possible to access. And we're very mindful of that as we, we look at these measures and we also look at what other, what other measures might come forward. Um, and so that's, you know, what, what else might come forward is really a matter for the government departments and, um, and what policies they they want to bring into effect and whether to help deliver those policies and these types of measures. But, but, if, they, but if they do come up with other things, Nick, you're, you're, you're in a place where you can administer and facilitate it. And that's, yes. And because of the nature of the bank, because you're dealing with non-bank lenders and with banks, it's, 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 it's quicker and it's you know, easier to manage that process. Yeah, no, we, we, we provide the bits that, that don't normally sit well with it within government departments like the administration, the systems, the, um, the tracking, recording, the analysis and the, the risk management of, of deploying these types of things. Um, and there is another scheme that, which is worth uh, important to mention, which is the credit guarantee scheme. 
This is an older guarantee scheme, and it's traditionally been available for businesses that were turned down for lending, but the department has clarified that any business can apply for the credit guarantee scheme um, and for loans under that scheme as a support immediately. They don't need to, to go through a rejection process. There's no question of being declined. They simply realize that it might be easier to get a loan using the credit guarantee scheme when you apply on that basis and you go to the banks and say, look, please consider my loan in this, in this context. Um, there's a slight charge on that at the moment. It's about half a percent. Um, on top of the normal interest rate, but it can make a loan easier to get for businesses that might be borrowing for the first time or borrowing without a significant um, asset base within their own business. So it's certainly something to consider alongside or, or as an alternative to the COVID-19 working capital. And, and within the SME credit guarantee, what sort of quantity of, of funds are available that to businesses? That can do loans up to a million euros. And essentially, you're acting as the backstop. Years. You're acting as the backstop for to, to, yeah. to get these loans. Yeah. In, the, in that case, it's the minister who's actually providing the backstop. But it's um, it's very similar to the um, to the COVID scheme in that we're providing a guarantee to the banks that a significant proportion of that loan will will be repaid, whatever happens. So we're we're provided. We're standing behind the SME, saying, look, if the SME doesn't is, isn't able to pay, we will pay out eighty percent eighty percent of that loan. Yeah, because I, I think SMEs really are at the coal face of this. If you look at all of the economic data, yep. even even the you know the, some of the top economists are coming out and saying you know the multinationals that are here will possibly pay more in corporation tax this year because they're you know they're facilitated to work from home and the nature of their business is more international. But it really is that indigenous Irish mid-size, small to mid-size company, and I presume you are seeing this in terms of the applications that you're already getting, Nick. Yeah, we are. And um, I think it's also important to note how many people work for these small um, businesses right across, especially the hospitality and the service sector. It's um, it's in a huge proportion of the, um, the employee base within the country. And it's um, obviously then fair for a very, very difficult time as, as people have been put on furlough or, or work has been suspended. Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're looking through that as to how do we come out of this? What's the exit strategy? And how do we get our businesses back up and running? And so that is foremost in, in the minds of, of ourselves and the, and the departments that we're working with in terms of the, the phases of the crisis. And we're right in the initial crunch and liquidity phase right now. So hence the, the kind of supports that we brought and, and the fact that we're, we're looking to see what we bring next as well. In, in obviously, the key advice is if companies are experiencing cash flow, liquidity, working capital issues, look on, see, are they eligible? But on a broader level from the companies that you're seeing, what are the other things that companies need to be looking at right now? I think cash and liquidity is everything, and, and understanding that, understanding it in a lot of detail, um, talking to advisors, talking to accountants, getting the right advice, um, and making sure that, that if they are closing down, that they're closing down in a way that they can open open back up again, um, and also to to understand you know where they just where they sit financially, um, and then I think for businesses that are that are still running or that are supplying essential services into the health service, for instance, or in, in crisis, um, things like food retail, uh, transport, those kind of businesses, if they need access to finance to invest in their operations to scale up in response to the crisis and meet the enhanced demand that some of them are seeing, that's just as important, and if not more so, and, and we need to make sure that they can get access to finance as well. Um, and so that's, that's a question, again, of talking to their advisors, talking to their accountants, working out what would help. Um, and then rapidly approaching whether it's a non-bank or a bank to get the finance in place. Okay, so just recapping, there's two major schemes that they can look at, the SME credit guarantee scheme and the new COVID-19 working capital loan scheme. And in relation to the latter, it's between 25,000 and 1.5 million between one and three years. 
and there's no there's no personal guarantees, there's no collateral on the first five hundred thousand. So there is an awful lot of availability, and I presume all of this is laid out on your website. It is. It's all on sbci.gov.ie. There's a couple of other supports that's worth mentioning for for micro businesses. The Microfinance Ireland, um, which distributes loans loans directly, can now lend up to fifty thousand as opposed to twenty five thousand. Um, and it's also worth checking out the grants and supports that Enterprise Ireland's offering. Often, if you're looking for advice, you can get grants to help pay for that. Um, and Enterprise Ireland is also working on a, a larger scale uh, repayable grant scheme as well for their, their sectors. Um, and that, there was some coverage on that in terms of the state aid approval uh, yesterday. So that's very much evolving in real time as well. Nick Ashmore, the Chief Executive of Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland, thank you very much for joining us here today. I know you're going to have a busy couple of days and weeks trying to get working capital and cash flow out to companies who so desperately need it. So we wish you the very best with that endeavour. For other episodes from the KPMG Insights for Entrepreneurs series, see kpmg.ie.